Hello, how's it going, everybody? I'm Shane with Command Point, and I'm here with my co-host Ryan Clancy. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it is the it is twenty third uh, of September. It is a warm is. night in New York, and uh, we are here to talk about what we talk about every time. It's kill team, kill team. <laughs> you already knew. I got a list here. A list. I got a list. I got a list of the do's and don'ts of Kill Team. Things that the you never and always. always the the nevers and always. <laughs> That's what I had written on the list, but I don't think nevers is a word. But I don't know if do's is also a word. I don't think I've ever used do's in a sentence outside of do's and don'ts. You've never said do. Yeah. Okay. So when would you say do's? At yeah. least there's a precedent. Is there a precedent for nevers? No, I don't think so. Never. I don't think I've, <laughs> I have never heard of someone say nevers. So, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that things that, that you should always do and things that you should, should never do in kill team. Um, yeah, you have a list. Uh, I mean, do yeah. you want to just get right into it? Is there anything actually before we get into the list, I want to take this time and formally present lose with the legion of chad award for those of you who don't know and i'm sure there's a lot of you the legion of chad award is something that we bestow upon our community members on the discord yeah so uh lose was uh gracious enough to translate the ibericon packet from spanish to english for us so that we can uh run our ibericon tournament which is starting this saturday september 26th I yeah. believe. And he's also made a lot of the maps that we've used on TTS. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's helped us out in a ton of ways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, and he's a great player. He's too. a great player. Yeah. 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 All right. <sighs> so yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's get into the list. So uh, Shane has not seen this list yet. Nope. So I'm, I'm coming in blind. Yeah. He's so I'm going to hear this the same time. Well, not, well, this isn't live, but <laughs> of course, but I'm, I'm going to be hearing you'll it. get his live reaction. Yes, that's what I'm, that's yes. what I'm going for. So um, I'm just going to go down the line and then Shane, you'll just riff off these. All right. I can't wait. All right. So first one I have never ready a model in the movement phase when you have initiative. Uh, it depends on the deployment, um, but I think a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I think you could you could argue that that's usually not a good idea. Um, there are certain instances where, say, you've deployed a model, you know, a shooting model facing an objective in a relatively safe spot, and you really know that you don't you don't want to move up with it because it's it's not a melee model, and your opponent might be a melee team, and you're comfortable just you know readying and saying you're pointing a gun at an objective and saying don't go here or I'm going to shoot you, um, but. Yeah, I think on a lot of the the more dense boards, and especially on like arena or something, obviously, um, you you don't want to be readying a lot of the time with uh, with initiative. I mean, it's already hard enough to to get shots off when you have initiative. Yeah, right. Okay. Always protect your leader. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the way I look at the leader is, I mean, bar like the LVO 2021 pack, because there's some play 
with the uh, with the secondary objectives that you can get. Um, what I mean by that is like not making your leader like a frontline like combat unit, basically. Yeah, just so this kind is... of have them just to like farm CP and then just keep them protected like you would like a, like a king in chess, basically. Yeah, um, I mean, this is more of a of a rostering decision, mm-hmm. really. Um, is is you don't want to be putting your your expensive toys on the leader if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's it's a thing where you're building a list, uh, and you know maybe you have you you clock out at like one twenty three, and you can throw a couple extra points in the leader. That's fine, but um, yeah, no, I mean, there's a reason that for several years the main strategy involving leaders is put it on a cheap guy and hide him. Yeah, because I mean, CP is it's a huge part of this game, and. and it's if the game becomes much harder when your leader dies turn one or turn two, um, turn three or turn four, maybe you can throw them out there if you yeah. need to. But at that point, the, 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 especially turn four, I mean, it literally doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um, turn three, it's still pretty inconsequential largely. Um, but yeah, especially turns one and two protect your leader, keep them out of the, uh, out of harm's way. Always screen your backfield if your opponent takes models in reserve. Yeah. Um, especially if there's like positionals that positional involve, secondaries. Yeah, yeah. Positional secondaries that involve like, like if there's a recon sweep or something, um, you don't want to just let them in. Um, if, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a good idea. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't let them. Don't let them deep strike behind you, especially if it's like a shooting, like a Melta or something, or or like a Mandrake. You, you don't want that. You don't want to have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, reserves are hard to play around, but yeah. do what you can, I guess. Yeah. Never supercharge a non-sniper specialist plasma gunner. Uh, I think you can get away with this one. Um, you you can. So, well, obviously there's the fringe examples, like if, like with a guard, you can, with Imperial Guard, you have the voice command, you tell them to reroll ones. Right. So, um, I guess you could change it to don't supercharge if you're not rerolling ones. Um, but even that, I think you can make an argument. Like, I know that there was like a legitimate strategy with like the old Imperial Guard plasma spam, where you just have so much plasma on the board. It's like if one of them accidentally blows himself up, it's yeah. not really a detriment to you. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, you could go another one on plasma and say always slow roll overcharged plasma. Oh, yeah. There's no reason not to because if yeah. the first shot hits and goes to the injury roll, you don't have to resolve the second shot, which could potentially, you know, be a one kill you. Right. So there's there's literally no benefit to to rolling all of your plasma shots at once if they're overcharged. It's, right. It can only hurt you. Yeah. Uh, always hide your melee models behind line of sight blocking terrain. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it sounds pretty obvious, but it's like, is there ever an instance that you can see yourself not doing that? I mean, if you really, if you can't, you know, and there's like the, on a lot of these boards, there's like an objective in the middle and there's not always any terrain there. Right. Um, also if it's more benefit, like say you're, you're running a very durable guy who you don't think is going to die. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more beneficial to just get as close as possible. Right. 
like a custody, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to worry too much about cover. I mean, it's unlikely they're going to do anything to you anyway. Yeah. So you might as well just get as close as you can, make right. that charge next turn easier. I think this is a this is a good one. Uh, never contest a decisive move when you could instead decisive strike. Okay, the decisive move, decisive strike game is really complicated, and it took me forever to like actually start to grasp when it's better to do which like certain things. Mm-hmm. So if there is an instance where, like, say you're a, I don't know, you, you win initiative and your opponent um, has like a melee model near a big clump of your guys and they decisive move, you might not have a choice but to contest it because even if you can decisive strike, um, that one model might be locking up a lot. You know, like if, if your opponent right. can charge like four guys and stop them from doing anything, um, you might want a decisive move and then charge that guy. Mm-hmm. Because then at least chances are neither of you can decisive strike anyway at that point and you have initiative. Right. Um, yeah, I guess that's the thought. But if it's just two guys, like... If it's just like mono mono Yeah, then don't bother. And you have the CP for it. Decisive yeah. strike. Unless you have three CP, then you can decisive move, I guess, if you really want. But even then, you might as well save it. It's like there's something else you can use for that. Uh, always mark your remaining command points and the victory points you have accumulated down on something, whether it be a piece of paper or a dry erase board or, I guess, a chalkboard or something. I don't know. Carve into the table if you must. <laughs> Do not rely solely on dice. And you know how like people keep track of like victory points and stuff like that just with dice. Oh yeah, that's... it's just they get knocked. Yeah, you know, and it's just you can't track what points you accumulated when. Yeah, I like the thing dice. that yeah, I like the thing that you do where you have like that whiteboard. Yeah, like you have this mini. I guess for the listeners, there's like this mini whiteboard that Ryan has. It's like really small, but he brings it to like the game store back when that was a thing. <laughs> Remember Correct. when? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like there's plenty of room on it to, to like write the score and like the victory, keep track of the victory points and secondaries, your and, secondaries, you know, command points, stuff like that. It's cool. Yeah. Um, always double check the range of your aura abilities. So things like your, uh, your comm specialist, if you have an auspex, your voice of command, um, before you finish moving those consequential models. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, because I was, uh, I'm sometimes I, I test things a little too much and I just let that be the, the judge and I'll just assume. And I'm usually like, I, I've played the game enough that I've got a pretty good feel for it. Um, but, you know, sometimes you mess up. Yeah. And you think your guy was six inches away, but he's 6.1. Um, and you want to avoid that. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, is make sure you're not projecting to your opponent, like what your thoughts are, like what your plans are a little bit. Yeah. Um, like if your guy, if your opponent's in the middle of moving a guy and they stop the model somewhere, but they're like still clearly unsure. Don't take that brief moment to start measuring for the distance because then they're going to see that don't be pre-measuring when your opponent is moving that's a that's a dead wait wait until they're done and then you can go go to town yeah that's a good one um and on the other side of that yeah if you have finished moving a model and you see your opponent start measuring don't 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 rewind the clock yeah don't be that guy 
Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't see intent and then decide, oh, no, 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 that's not what I want to do. Actually, what I was going to do was no. Yeah, yeah, that's no. the worst. Don't be that guy. No. Uh, never bring a super competitive list to a casual game. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, what? Do whatever you want. What do you... <laughs> people, hey, listen, people have different ideas of what's fun. <laughs> All right. People like to have some people, their form of fun is they just want to bring like a metal list. And All right. Go to town. Well, if you're, if you're playing against, if you're playing against a guy who just wants to play kill team. Sure. I mean, yeah, if you're you teaching a new guy, running, don't bust yeah, out the drone span. Yeah. Don't bust <laughs> out like Drakari anything like, yeah, yeah that, that's know. what I mean by that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, as long as, just don't be a dick, right? Like yeah. as long as both players <laughs> are having, as long as both yeah. players are having fun, and you're not like, like I see a lot of people, not necessarily in Kill Team. I haven't seen it too much because I mean, we're kind of the guys that teach people the game at, at our area. Um, but like you see people all the time in like tabletop games where a new guy walks in, they want to learn how to play, and the person's like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." And then they proceed to just annihilate just the new player. Them. <laughs> and then the the new player is walking away like is this the is this the right thing for me yeah is no. this the right that, game that guy's the am worst. i am i stupid yeah i don't understand yeah That's you don't you don't want people walking away from the game thinking that that's not the way to teach a new player um at a tournament always have your roster available for your opponent to view so like have copies of your tournament oh, roster yeah, that, is... that you can hand out and a lot of tournaments require this of you bringing copies of your yeah you got to do of that. your uh of your roster always discuss line of sight rules before the game begins for sure with your opponent for sure yeah you don't want to have that conversation in the middle of the game it's like does this part of my model counts as i can draw line of sight you can draw line of sight to it yeah you want to figure all that stuff out that way it's not a you're in the middle of a of a tournament game and you're like uh, if I make this shot, I win this game, but I don't know. And we didn't talk about it before. And so, yeah, no, I think, yeah, definitely. That's have that conversation before the game. If, if it hasn't been explicitly clarified by the TO. Yeah. Uh, always communicate your intent to your opponent. Yeah. So I have in parentheses here, Things like drawing line of sight, charging. So a big one is like base to base. Yes, that was that was what I had went here when I meant by charging. You know, whenever whenever I make a charge move, more often than not, I'm not going to want to base to base the model um, if I intend to kill the model because I want that extra three inches of movement or that extra six inches of movement, assuming the model gets killed and then I can consolidate or whatever. Yeah, and sometimes like you'll be trying to keep two of your models like outside of two inches of each other so that they can't like split shots into you. Right. Um, and there's going to be situations where it's like really close, even if it was your intention and you didn't say it. So you're, there might be like a little bit of a debate there. But if you just yeah. say it while you're doing it, your opponent is going to know, like they're not going to be like, yeah, that's okay. And then later on, measure yeah. it and be like oh they're actually two inches technically and yeah at that point it's like they 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 agreed with you like, yeah you, you're responsible for that yeah so i, I have for a drawing line of sight it's like there's a lot of instances where i find i'm moving a model 
and I want to move them in such a way that um, the model is obscured by like a piece of terrain, but it also has line of sight on a certain enemy model or something of that nature. And I'll literally say that verbatim as I'm moving the model. Yeah. I'll, I'll literally say, I want to move him in such a way that he is obscured, but I'm able to draw a line of sight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then my opponent and I will look at the models and then we'll, we'll basically like work together to try to make that happen. And then if it's just not possible, it's just not possible, but at least you're communicating with your opponent. Yep. Agreed. Never assume an opponent's model is obscured or unobscured. Confer with them before the shooting phase starts. So that kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about. Intent. Yeah. Uh, this is just from a tactics point of view or uh, just like general tactics. Never go base to base when you charge into a model which you intend to kill because of the three-inch pile-in move, and then the three-inch consolidate move that I was talking about earlier, because yeah. that's six inches of free movement. Yeah, except in situations where there's, like, a cybolt, and you want to make sure the cybolt goes into this guy, but not the other guy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, th I think... I, I, so I guess this should read, charge into a model which you intend to kill with the charging model. In the, in the case that you mentioned, it's like just charging a model either to prevent that model from moving or to absorb like a cybolt or something, then you would want to go base to base. Yeah, or at least closer. Um, but yeah, I mean, may, give yourself the opportunity to make that that movement in the fight phase. Yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, it might be beneficial to keep your opponent from being able to, to move in the fight phase, in which case you might want to base to base them. Like, say you, you charge a guy that's just barely off an objective um, and you can base-to-base -base them while being on the objective. That basically ensures that they're not going to get onto it unless they kill you. Yeah. <clears throat> that's like a fringe situation. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll come up pretty often. So I guess it's not fringe then. <laughs> I guess I just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, never spend command points to chase a tactics outcome. So something like rolling a d6 and having to spend a cp to trigger an effect so i know that like death watch have a tactic where it costs like one cp and like on a five up you ignore a mortal wound to me that seems like in a game where you're so cp starved already with I that think... faction it's borderline but there are other factions that have abilities like that yeah like uh mind shackle scarabs for necrons yeah that's a good one that's usually not worth it, right? Um, but I do think like the mortal wound is one is one thing where it's like there's no other way for a death watch to stop. No, that. So there is like if you have the CP, it's it's usually worth to go for it. But um, yeah, I mean, like I say, tend to avoid the, the the tactics where you spend two CP after a model gets taken out of action and on a four up they just take a flesh wound. That's like the the classic one that a lot of factions have that really isn't that worth it most of the time. Yeah. Maybe in like an absolutely critical moment, you can justify it, but you got to be pretty desperate. Yeah. It's like if this model dies, I lose the game. Yeah. Then I would say, yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> this is a good one. Always assume that you will go up against Novak Necrons when list building for a tournament. Yeah. I mean, just uh, try and figure out the gatekeepers when you're roster building. Um, just make sure when you're when you're putting models onto a roster 
like you have a excuse me you have a clear purpose uh you know every every model is is there to for a certain situation for a certain matchup mm-hmm. um don't just throw things on there i mean obviously a lot of people just they only have certain models whatever yeah um, but yeah if, if if you have that freedom then then take things that take things with purpose right yeah. you know this model is here for this matchup like I, i've got this guy in case I have to go against, you know, like a, a swarm of like Tyranid Gaunts or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to sit across from somebody at a tournament and they put something down and you're like, oh God, I'm not at I all prepared for this. What do I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, you don't want to be that guy that prepped for everything but but custodies. And it's like, oh, forgot about that one. Oh, God. Well, I've been there before, right? I've, I've, I've had to play custodies in a tournament and been like, Oh, I really should have thought about this. <laughs> I should have considered this at some point. Yeah. Don't just go like throwing like a random Terminator onto like a Space Marines roster unless he has some sort of like actual genuine purpose. Don't just put him on there because oh, I'm at 19 models. I don't know who to put in the 20th slot. So I'm just going to put a Terminator in there. And then when my opponent reads my roster, he'll be like, oh, no, he's got a Terminator. Because it's like, come on. Yeah, I mean, there is that threat sometimes, but yeah, once in a while. If it's not a genuine threat, then if someone calls your bluff, what do you do then? So um, that's all of like the general ones I have written down, basically. Okay. And then I have some faction-specific ones. Okay. So we'll start out with uh, Space Marines because I have, uh, those are the ones I have the most experience with, so I have the most do's and don'ts for. Okay. Always have a system of tracking Salamanders rerolls if you're running the Salamander subfaction. Yeah, and this goes for other factions too. Like, um, there's the Death Skulls are like similar thing. Like, you get the free right. hit roll, free wound roll, um, and there's similar ones, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, as a as a rule, you want you want to have something to keep track of it, just so you don't forget. Yeah like two separate dice that are like different from the rest where you like, yeah, keep them face up ha- or face down. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm running, um, when I'm running Salamanders, what I do is I have the dice that I actually like roll attacks and everything for. And then I have a different colored rerolled, uh, hit reroll dice. And then I have a different colored wound reroll dice. So there's three different kinds of colored dice. And yeah. then whenever I use one, I'll put it in a different position somewhere else like on the whiteboard or on the top or the bottom of the whiteboard or whatever yeah or i'll just put it in my pocket i think that's actually a better idea is just yeah. putting the dice in my pocket really after easy i use to, it it's easy to forget those re-rolls. it's so easy because it's like oh, you got so much going on in one phase and you're like did i use my reroll already yeah and then you also have like the tactical reroll on top of that that you may use so just it just uh, makes it easier for everybody yeah um always have multiple uh space marine chapters on your command roster yeah i i think it's yeah i mean i think it's good um i think it's elite team specifically uh can really afford to take multiple sub factions um, because you have less models in a list which means more options in a roster um 
Yeah. And I, and it just diversifies your strengths mm-hmm. and you can, you can tackle more things like a, a 20 man roster. That's all blood angels. It might not be as flexible as uh, blood angels and white scars or blood angels and, and black Templars where you have like 10 of each or nine and 11, you know, whatever. Right. Never death deny when you can battle brothers instead. Yeah. As long as it's a safe battle brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can, you can pass a wound off on an intercessory with two wounds yeah. or something. Follow up to that is always have some primaris models in your roster. Oh yeah. Specifically for, sure. for that. That is an actual always. If you're playing space Marines and you build a 20 man roster and you don't have a single primaris on there, you are going, you're in for a rude awakening when that gray knight player, thousand sons player pulls up across from you yeah. and your 23 <laughs> point storm shield is, is dead. Yep. Just like that. Yep. That uh, that's, that's how dreams die right there. So keep yeah. pri- keep two primaries at least. Alternatively, <laughs> don't run just intercessors and reavers. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do it just because, you know, they're starting out in kill team or 40k or whatever. Those are the first models they picked up. If you're going to a tournament, don't do it, man. It's not going to be... If you do do it, like, more power to you. But set your expectations very low. Yep. I mean, if you don't have a ton of Astartes models and you're, you're working with a limited pool, mm-hmm. I think in general, you should probably be setting your expectations pretty low because yes. with Astartes, you need, you need everything. I, I, there's a lot that you, that you need. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And you need to know, you need to have it down to like a T. Yeah. Like you can't just buy a couple boxes and be like, yep, this'll do it. This is what I'm taking. This is what I got. I mean, you can do that, but don't don't expect too much, yeah. I guess. All right, so. All right, so. This next one is for Imperial Guard. Always have Gottfried on your roster. Yep. Gottfried is, uh, he's just so good. And he's so like flexible is just like a like a rock that you just throw into a part of the board. And he has enough attacks that he can threaten even if he is just strength three. Um yeah, I, I, I think Gottfried is he's a must take. Yeah, for any like serious tournament roster, okay. at the very least. Um if you can't get the model from either a Blackstone Fortress box or um, off eBay or whatever, even then secondhand somewhere. Yeah, um, you can just make your own conversion. All you need is a, is a storm shield, or is is a storm shield and a power sword. Yes, those are what those weapons I've seen are some, called. I've seen some really cool kit bashes for God for especially yeah. for like Sisters of Battle and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one is for Adeptus. Uh, excuse me, Adeptus Mechanicus. Always mark down which canicle you've taken for each battle round. Yeah, it is so easy to forget those. Like, I'm seeing, like, actual good Adamek players yeah. consistently forgetting their own canicles. And yeah. it's just like, we gotta, we gotta do something, right? We yeah, gotta... you gotta figure out some sort of system of tracking those. Well, that about wraps up the do's and don'ts of Kill Team. Uh, If you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of the Command Point Podcast, go ahead and 
leave a rating on uh, whatever podcast app you're listening on. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you all in the next one. Thanks for listening.